today. Antifa lets President Biden know where he stands. Uh, President Biden's mask mandate rules for thee and not for he, apparently. And Andrew Cuomo gives a timeline of when the New York job market will be back. Oh, that's going to be a good one, especially because of who we have on the panel today. It all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and yes, I am getting more casual as the week goes on. <laughs> I think tomorrow I will just show up in my pajamas. <laughs> uh, but today, joined by it's patents due Thursday now. I know it used to be Fridays, but we like to throw everyone off. So, Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, and of course, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, mm -hmm. both can be seen on Blaze TV. Uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. I'm excited you threw in an Andrew Cuomo story for me. I mean, uh, we try. We try to. I just said before we started. I think you're you're typecast now. Yeah, I'm like basically like Andrew Jim Cuomo from guy. the Office. Like no matter what role he's <laughs> in, everyone calls him Jim from the Office. That's me now. Yeah, mm -hmm. the Andrew Cuomo guy Andrew over Cuomo here. Guy. Uh, we'll get to that story in a bit. So uh, Antifa. They uh, attacked the headquarters of the Democratic Party in Portland, Oregon, and uh, left anti-Joe Biden messages. You got to love this. On the day of his inauguration yesterday, uh, there were about 100 protesters. They were dressed in black, and they marched in a demonstration against police before vandalizing the Democratic office. Because when you're talking about anti-police, you definitely want to go for the, uh, the Democratic mm -hmm. Party headquarters, which... Mm -hmm. I I think probably was your friends, guys, but that's okay. Uh, they said that the uh, the protesters attacked police after several officers tried to take weapons away from the crowd. The rioters threw objects at the police officers, and they responded by deploying a smoke canister. Um, they also they spray painted. Um, Bad words on the building. <gasps> yeah, they, they spray words. painted. Mm -hmm. the, they spray painted F Biden. Ah, but they but mm -hmm. they didn't just write F. Mm -hmm. They, they wrote they write? the whole the whole thing. What the whole what? They wrote F asterisk asterisk. Oh really? Yeah, that's weird. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Strange thing to strange. <laughs> yeah. what in, in vandalism. <laughs> um, let's let's actually let's watch a brief clip of this, and then gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts on uh, what is going on, how Antifa in Portland responded to Joe Biden being inaugurated. Watch. That's, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's productive. Um, I will also say wow. Wow. That, that this rioting was apparently <clears throat> planned in advance because there were um, flyers advertising the event mm. days earlier, which you mm. didn't hear about on the mainstream media. Yeah, because I was told uh, when it was left-wing protesters, the police were always there in force, always there to stop it down. Mm -hmm. When it was right-wing protesters, they let them just ransack the Capitol. Right. That's what I've been told <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. Oddly, uh, again, you know... I say this every time because Pat's always here, but it's like Pat gets pulled over every time he goes over the speed limit by one mile an hour. And these mm -hmm. guys can walk in broad daylight up to a building and break all the windows and open the door and go inside and no police come? What is going on? It seems like that's not even a crime anymore. Yeah. And it's interesting to see this happen to the Democrat headquarters in Portland. You know, Antifa's not your friend. And for some reason, I, I guess that they're making excuses for them and pretending like they are friends. Mm -hmm. And you might be friends with them. They're not friends with you. They're right. not. They're not friends with anybody. These guys are anarchists. They don't like the Republican Party and they don't like the Democrat Party. They want chaos and and they want, uh, I guess, communism, communism and anarchy. 
which used to be on different ends of the spectrum, are now apparently the same thing and have the same goals in mind for the country. Uh, and it's fascinating to watch how the Democrats respond to this stuff. It is interesting, too, because, you know, as Pat mentioned, they want these two different things. Uh, I would venture to guess you take an, av- an average Antifa member, whatever <laughs> that looks like, on the street, and you ask them what their ideals really are. I bet they don't mm-hmm. even know. Yeah, I bet they cannot I, even verbalize them can't. to you. It's mm-hmm. about chaos and right. destruction. Um, I think it's just it's a bunch of mentally ill people who well, yes, like, want to get their too. anger out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's burning the system down. I mean, what you have, if you want to look at this and, and maybe put a, a slight positive spin on it, um, there was an alliance of convenience between people Antifa and the Democratic Party, right? Um, and you know, the people in Antifa, by various names, have been screwing with Seattle and Portland for way longer than you know they've been in the in the national news. Um, every time there would be like a, a, a global like event that would happen in one of these cities, they'd be there to break windows and cause chaos. Um, the, you're not going to get a massive movement out of that. There's not enough people who want that chaotic craziness, I don't think, um, it, it, to to make it into what we saw, let's say, in Minneapolis um, uh, or the riots in the summer, even here in Dallas, where you have basically, you know, half the cities out there burning things down. For that to happen, you need a wide net, and that net includes a lot of people who are in the Democratic Party, who are pissed off at Donald Trump for whatever reason, whether they have one, a good one or not, and are out there aligning themselves and going along with what Antifa wants to do uh, to garner political gain and political ends and show that they're angry and, and, and point the finger uh, in, a, in, a, in the most visible way against Republicans and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope was, once we got past this election, again, you know, obviously that uh, didn't like the result of the election, but with Joe Biden winning, my hope was maybe there, enough of the fringe people around Antifa would, would step back and say, you know what, I don't, I, I don't actually want to be burning cities down and knocking down windows every day. I actually have a job and I, I need to go back to it now. Um, uh, that's a little bit. They, they don't have jobs. They don't have jobs. Okay. Well, they. they I don't know. They have a doctor's appointment. Something. <laughs> um, where because I, I don't think that lifestyle is for a lot of people. Right. You know, to go around smashing windows and maybe getting arrested and getting arrested, then getting pulled out of pr- prison, then getting paid by some operative to go back in and doing it all over again. People don't necessarily like that lifestyle. I think the average Democrat would do some of those things against Donald Trump, but when it's their guy. I don't think that anger is real among a lot of the people who are out there burning things in the streets in in the summer. So hopefully these people are more isolated and back where they should be on this, you know, on the crazy fringes. Yeah. So just to play devil's advocate a little bit uh, based on what Stu said, I mean, these people, though, like they just were kind of taught that when like they get their way right they throw tantrums and they get their way they have these Mm -hmm. politicians who uh towed the line for them who ran cover for them and didn't really call them out until they had to because the polls showed that they needed to and now they're like hey these guys who just you know emboldened us and encouraged us to do these things just got elected why should we stop now yeah Uh, well they're not going to and uh kamala harris i believe it was who said nor should they yeah. yeah, encouraging this stuff. Pelosi too. Yeah, yeah, and Pelosi, and they've been rampaging for eight months now, and you know we see one little instance of QAnon or I don't I don't know who the right wing extreme elements were at the Capitol building, but the, it's such a tiny little part of the right. I mean, I, I I don't even claim them, and I don't know anybody on the right who does. 
but it's minuscule. It's a minuscule movement, QAnon. And then we see these people, this Antifa group, for eight months burning and breaking and rioting and beating. And, and still the Democrats don't care at all about that. Neither does the media. They're not interested in the story at all. Yeah. Uh, you know what else they're not interested in? Stu, I saw you tweet about this, that the, uh, the Biden administration has fired, they've asked for, sorry, they've asked for the resignation of the United States Surgeon General uh, Jerome Adams. So he said, I've been asked by the Biden team to step down as Surgeon General. It's been the honor of my life to serve this nation, and I will do all I can to ensure everyone has an equal opportunity to achieve and maintain health. I, I thought that you had a a very good uh, viewpoint on this, too. The first thing Joe Biden does is fire a black guy. Yep. <laughs> it's sad, wow. but it's true. Yep. Wow. Uh, first day, day one. I day know. one. Really? And bring Fauci back in. He's promoting yeah. Fauci. The old white guy. Uh, you know, that's so typical of Joe Biden. Uh, people who look like him apparently get better jobs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is kind of funny that the, 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 this stuff happens. Because this is, you know, obviously we say it in a mocking way. Like, uh, there's no reason for, for this, for Joe Biden to keep in a Trump official. Right. However, we all know that if the opposite were going on, they would blame it on race. And they, the, you know... I, it's funny because race is this thing that they bring up all the time on the left. And it, it really isn't race. You know, it's really not about race. It's about politics. Mm-hmm. And when there is someone with the, with the color skin they're supposed to be protecting, they don't get upset about it because he, he, on their side. You know, it's fine. white people are fine when they're Democrats. Black people are fine when they're Democrats. Black people not so fine when they're Republicans. And we see that over and over mm-hmm. and over again. It re- race is a cover. They use it because they know racism is a bad word. And it proves that, obviously, society doesn't like race so much that it's an effective insult, right? It's an effective thing to throw at people. Uh, But in reality, it's got nothing to do with race for them. It's about whether you support what they're saying. Mm. The second second you're Kanye West and you you say you like Donald Trump, you go from genius to crazy person. And (laughs) the line is that thin. The ice is that thin. And that is what happens to so many African-Americans when they get out of line. You're not allowed to do that. And that is what Kanye West talked about at the beginning. You know, that's not the way it should be. You should well, be able to make your own decisions. I mean, they're just calling out the uh, the multiracial whiteness. The multiracial whiteness. Yeah. Did you not uh, you I didn't, didn't see this? I did not know that. Oh, yeah. No, it's from the Washington Post that they needed to call out multiracial whiteness. Because you don't actually have to be, mm. be white to be white. Right. Just like you don't have to be a man to be a man. Right. To be a woman. Right. You know, you just like you don't have to, you know, you can bounce back and forth between these categories. There's no such thing as an immutable characteristic anymore. Now yeah. it's just whatever you feel like all the time. So why not? I mean, Rachel Dolezal will be president in a few years and we can all we can all look back and say, remember when we thought it was crazy that she just said she was black? Uh, but we're not going to be able to make that observation She's anymore. She's just trans race. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see, speaking of all of this, did you see, uh, I think it was Ilan Omar who tweeted out that her daughter was watching uh, Kamala being sworn in as vice president, and she made a comment uh, that, oh, mommy, she looks like me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. what? first of all, don't think it happened. No. But second <laughs> right. of all, like, I, I don't think that that would dawn on my child to say because I'm not teaching my child right. to focus on skin color. Like, yeah. I'm kind of teaching him the opposite so it's interesting to me. That My kids they would have never once this. said about a white person, they look like me. Yeah, not never. 
ever, not no, once. I mean, or or even to the extent that like he never even as a, a young child, he never was like, they don't look like me, mm-hmm, right? Like they right. look like me or they don't look like me. It was just normal yep. that everyone is a little bit different. And like it was never a thing that is just like, they are different because they have a different skin color. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, my daughter went to camp uh, this past year and she uh, made a new friend mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, they were t- she was talking about it like, at some point she got the uh, news from one of her girlfriends that uh, this boy had a crush on my daughter. Now my Mm-mm. daughter's seven years old. Um, and she told me this story all about this boy. Hold on, did you get the guns out? <laughs> well, I thought about it, but I, I held back. I wanted to hear the whole story. And she told me this whole story about how he was, you know, he was saying things to her and he had a crush on her and he has really nice hair, but like, that's the only thing I like about him. And like, you know, she went back and forth, like just like this is ridiculous. It was such a cute conversation. Yeah. And so uh, a few days later, we, we uh, were dropping him off uh, or her off at camp and she said, oh, there's whatever his name was. Yeah. And he gets out of the car and he's an African-American kid. Mm-hmm. Not ever mentioned. Yep. She described every characteristic about this kid and yep. never mentioned that he was African-American. Great. Yeah. Like I was like, this is a wonderful moment. I get the parent of the day. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it out to myself. Um, <laughs> but like, I, that's exactly what I would want. Did I you was... spake her for talking to a black person? No, I oh. didn't. That is wow. not what I did. Wow. <laughs> It was the opposite of what I did. You've let the white race down. I, I guess this is what happens. Uh, this is how white genocide occurs. You are occurs. really bad at being a white supremacist. No, I, I gotta I, I, tell you. I'm gonna send her to white supremacy school so she can learn about how she's supposed to react to people that look different than her. Uh, but like that's a, like that is that is be. always what we thought. We're taught growing yes. up, treat yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. Yep. Doesn't matter if they're different and they look different than you. Treat them the same. Treat them as, as human beings. Give them a chance. Always, always do that. And like now that is the wrong thing to do. We're, we're now told that that's the opposite of what we're supposed to do. It yep. makes you a racist if you don't care about race enough. Right. Um, that is a, that's mm-hmm. the, uh, I'm just not going to stand for it. I mean, I, as a parent, as a citizen, I, I'm never going to adopt that crazy viewpoint. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how many times. How many times, you know, they, they, you know, Ibram Kendi yells at me for it. I'm never going to go down that road. And I think most Americans are in that position. They yeah. think this stuff is yeah. crazy. Um, but it just shows. Biden just got elected. No, so. I know. He, well, he did. But I mean, first of all, Biden was kind of seen as the least woke of the Democrats, right or wrong. Um, he was seen <clears> that way. And I think that's why he, he they ran him. You know, they, they mm-hmm. saw that that was. It was a way to eat in. If they ran Ilan Omar, I mean, you know, I think it would go crazy. Um, I, and I think that there's that, that bottom line when you step back and you say, what is wokeness in, in, in itself? It's weakness. Wokeness is weakness, right? It's a weakness of your argument. You have to shut people down. You have to basically say, well, I don't want to hear your viewpoint because it's, it's, it's making me uncomfortable. It's not woke enough. Uh, that just means that you have no strength in your argument. Mm-hmm. And that is where the Democratic Party is on its fringes. They're only winning with these centrist uh, projections. I'm not saying they're real, and we're about to find out how unreal they are, but that's the only way they can get into office right now, and that is at least something you can hold on to. Isn't it amazing, too, that in the week we just celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day, he, he would have no place in oh, this movement. No. He's, he wouldn't be He'd included be in his at right all. Now. They'd yeah. be shouting him down. Yeah. They'd be calling him Uncle Tom. Yeah. I mean, it would, be, so it would be ugly. Yeah. If Martin, King, Martin Luther King were alive today, 
um, they don't they don't buy into anything he said. Yeah. All right. We've got more to come on uh, President Biden. That's still weird. I'm still getting used to it. President Biden's first day in office. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. If you are looking to eat a little bit healthier this year, I know a lot of people's New Year's resolutions is to lose weight, especially with uh, COVID happening. And we gained a bunch of weight on our couches. Uh, Built Bar is here for you. It is healthier than your favorite protein bar, which probably tastes like chocolate. Let's be honest. Uh, they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein. They're great for keto diets and um, they're made from 100% real chocolate. I eat them all the time, legitimately. And so does Stu's wife, Lisa. Yes, our entire fridge is filled with them, basically. Oh, they're uh, so good. Yeah, I mean, she loves them. There's so many, I, I love how many flavors they come out yes. with. Yes. They, they, they seem to release like a new couple flavors every few weeks. Yeah, you know why they do that? So that I go and buy them. Yes. Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> Smart. Every time. Every <laughs> Time they get me. You get me, Bill Bar, every time. Uh, much to my husband's dismay. I'm sure, I'm sure you are. You're like another Built Bar package. Well, I, this I'd week? like to be able to fit something in our fridge. You know, <laughs> it's like three shelves of Built Bars and milk. <laughs> They're so good, though. Uh, they so some of these flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, peanut butter, uh, mint brownie. I have uh, the cookie dough at my house at home right now. It's Amazing. All right. Let Built Bar help you with your New Year's resolution to eat healthier and uh, also know that you are eating something delicious. You can go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code NEWS20. You'll get 20% off of your order. That is NEWS20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be back in a minute. As we uh, discussed yesterday on the program, one of Joe Biden's first executive orders was uh, kind of inconsequential. A hundred days of mask challenge, which really was a mask mandate in all federal buildings, except they were already doing that. But he's like, hey, we should do that more because it seems to be working so well, except not. Uh, Joe Biden tweeted out, wearing masks isn't a partisan issue. It's a patriot, a patriotic act that can save countless lives. Mm. That's why I signed an executive order today issuing a mask mandate on federal property. It's time to mask up America. Uh, and then he um, promptly went off and uh, broke his own mask mandate. Uh, he was at the Lincoln Memorial, which, of course, obviously is on federal land. Those of you who are watching can see it. Those of you who are on audio podcast should tune in. Uh, there's Joe Biden. He's just right there looking like he has no clue where he's at, he who this strange no statue idea. is, and no uh, not that wearing dude is a mask. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> who are these people around me? What's he going looks scared, on? doesn't he? Yeah. He looks a little scared. He looked very terrified. Mm -hmm. So um, that didn't take long. It was hours, no. mere hours. And then, of course, I don't think we have this, but I did see also uh, Biden's grandchildren and I think one of his daughters, his daughter, uh, just hanging out. No one, no one wearing masks. Uh, so it's good. It's a good virtue signal. So, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I mean, like I, I has anyone been on federal property since this thing began? You're not walking in there without a mask. No. They make you wear a mask. Yeah. They've been making you wear a mask this whole time on federal property. Yeah, but but Stu, he called it a challenge. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. It's uh, a challenge. One, which, and the 100-day mask challenge, which is a little different than the uh, previous 300 days of mask <laughs> challenging. This one uh, mm -hmm. involves the next 100 days. That's the difference. Oh. It's the next 100 as opposed to the previous 300. Uh, you know, again, this stuff like, it's this is so... Typical. It's why there's been so much time spent on mask mandates. You know, it's like people do what they do, right? Like Joe Biden is ha campaigned 
to be the president of the United States promising a mask mandate on federal property and immediately broke it. Why? (laughs) Is it it because he doesn't believe in masks? I don't think that's why. I think it's just because people do what they do. When they're not around a lot of people, when they don't think it's an appropriate time, they don't want, no one wants to wear them, and no one believes that an outdoor, well-ventilated area with no one around you is an appropriate time to wear a mask. It's dumb. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do anything. Okay? If you're in a tiny area, maybe it'll give you a little bit of protection. If you're in an outside area with a bunch of people um, that are like filming you with telephoto lenses because they're so freaking far away, it doesn't do anything. He knows it doesn't do anything, which is why he's not wearing one. Mm-hmm. The mandate part of this is just dumb. And, you know, it's it's this it's totally you're totally right, sir. It's just a virtue signal. He, he's coming out here because. Uh, it's just like his vaccine mandate right now. He mm-hmm. wants to do 100 million in 100 days. Well, we're on pace right now to do 100 million in 100 days. However, he wants to say he's packaging it as this incredible achievement when we're already doing it. He'll and take then, credit for it, too. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's taking credit for it. I'm looking at what I'm doing, what Trump wouldn't do. He's doing the same things. He's just packaging them with a... Uh, and this might be something that Trump probably should have learned, I mean, I think going through the actual campaign, is he's packaging them as if he cares more. Right. Right? Like, that's really the only difference. Mm -hmm. He's just packaging them as if he cares more, which is something. I mean, you know, I mean... uh, It's it's an effective strategy. Yeah. I mean, you got to give it to him there. Glenn told the story today when he was growing up in his bakery with his dad, and a a home pride butter topped wheat commercial came on. Do you remember those commercials? Oh, yeah. And they would drizzle the butter. You don't really remember them. They split the top and let the butter butter bake right in. And, like... So they'd be like, they mm-hmm. drizzled this butter, really melted butter on the top. Sounded and it, delicious. It sounded and looked delicious. Yeah. And he was working at a bakery and he said to his dad, hey, we should put butter on the bread too, like that. <laughs> and he's like, son, what do you think you're doing with that brush right now? You're brushing butter on top of the bread. Yeah, but well, you didn't split the top and let the butter <laughs> bake right in. That doesn't yeah. do anything. It was just marketing, right? And, and that's what this is. The media is lapping it up because they want Joe Biden to be successful. And he's got the lowest bar in American history for a president coming in because the media, anything that is Joe Biden doing something that isn't Donald Trump, even if it's just in marketing, they're going to love. Mm-hmm. And that is the pathetic truth of the situation. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the media, the media's love for Biden. We showed you, we showed yesterday, did you guys see that? It might be, it might be in this compilation, I can't remember, uh, when the, the guy from CNN, the political director, said the arms, the lights looked <laughs> like Joe Biden's, yeah, arms extended out. You're like, oh, oh man. my oh, man. Hugging gosh. Kid, oh, did, my you, gosh. did you change your underwear after you said this? Uh, here is just a little clip of how the media covered the sunshiny, warm, wonderful, bright Biden inauguration watch. Terrific speech. This was an address like no other. It felt cathartic, heartfelt. Modest, mm. austere, brave, cleansing. Mm. It ended with a feeling of hope springing eternal. Today's inauguration felt more like a church service. Like a priest explaining something from the Bible or something. I'm breaking it down for you so we can all have a common language and a common understanding. Like after a good sermon, the congregation doesn't want to go home, right? People are still hugging, shaking hands. He also used this moment to attempt to reclaim truth. Particularly for all of us as journalists, it was really resonant to hear the president say, 
You know, this is about defending the truth and defeating the lies. 71% of Americans right now believe that democracy itself is in peril. And I wonder how much that changes so. today. And the sun started democracy shining sucks. during his ceremony, Wolf. <laughs> Pat, uh, to Joe Biden, I, he doesn't need to bend over. The media is kissing his ass oh just fine gosh. without even doing that. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's absolutely it really is. embarrassing. <laughs> Yesterday, to me, uh, you would have heard a little bit of a contrast if you would have turned on my show. Would you? Unleashed. Yeah. Really? It was a huh. dark day yesterday. <laughs> there was no sun shining in on America. It was a dark day. Yeah. We've got... Two of the most extreme senators who ever served in the U.S. Senate, who are president and vice president now. We've got an agenda of the Green New Deal, open borders, widespread, massive amnesty for all. They keep saying 11 million illegals. It was 11 million in 2005. Yeah. It's like 20, 25, 30 million by now. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a disaster until at least 2022, when hopefully people will see the disaster that has been brewing and do something about it by providing a, a little bit of a blocking system mm -hmm. in the Congress, either the Senate or the House or hopefully both, yeah. where Republic Republicans could block again. I, it's just, it's not a good time for America. But all of these people completely sold on it. I mean, they love socialism. They love extremism, leftist extremism, mm -hmm. and they uh, they fell all over themselves again. Yeah, Stu, just to add to the conversation really quickly, uh, there was a headline from the Washington Post uh, that they said <clears throat> uh, Biden's Cesar Chavez bust in the Oval Office signals a new era for Latinos. Oh Activists hope it shows that he's authentic. It says it. It's the bust. It shows that he's authentic. Shows he likes communists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Caesar Chavez was well, but he has a Latino up <clears throat> in his office, so that obviously oh, means he's I, he is authentic. I prefer the term Latinx. Sorry, it makes me feel more offensive. comfortable about is it. Is it Latinx? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it is. Uh, you know, I, it's uh, it's not Latinx. La no, I think it's Latinx, but I prefer oh, Latinx. Okay, I think Latinx <laughs> is better. La I do too. Yeah. It sound, you, you sound like you're from New York. Yeah, it's like a mafia. It's a mafia. <laughs> I will say the people, the Latinx people, don't like the term Latinx or no. Latinx. They don't um, use no. it either. They no. don't no. use it. No, we don't. Um, no. But uh, someone tweeted that the media um, is treating this like it's a multi-day Jeffrey Tubin Zoom call, <laughs> which is, I think, an actual good description of the way they're handling this. It mm. is <laughs> as if, uh, well, I don't have to explain it. No. Um, but yeah, it's, we don't. Like, no. We don't need the visuals. No. But uh, you get what I'm saying. Like it is like they are in pleasure zone right now. Yeah. I mean, this is like the happiest day of their lives they've dedicated the last four years to getting rid of this guy he's gone and now everything is is awesome um and i, I they want everybody to be part of the team too they want everyone there doing exactly what they are doing or you know you're insane and an extremist they're going to find out and and this is going to happen relatively quickly if if joe biden continues uh, with his 13 and a half executive orders per day pace that he's currently on um once we get down this road a little bit, the 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 people once they lose the the Donald Trump uh, that they maybe didn't like, maybe they don't like the chaos of Donald Trump or whatever it was the reason they went with Biden. They, they this is gonna they're not extremists, they're not hardcore leftists. Most Americans are not. They're not, and yeah. they're once they see these policies coming into effect, they're going to wind up. Uh, 
pulling back from the table, I think, a little bit here. We can only hope. Uh, we've got more to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Newcom. So this is probably a good time to uh, to tell you guys. It's a little bit stressful out there. I don't know if you've noticed. We were just talking about all of the things to come in the next four years, hopefully only two. But uh, dealing with stress is not something you want. Uh, trust me, I've had a lot of it lately with a newborn, and I've tried a bunch of different strategies to help manage my daily stress. I have loved using NuCalm so far. It helps you to slow down. You get some distance to where you can respond a little bit better to the demands of everyday life. Like if you have an infant that's crying and never stops crying <laughs> and you're like, honey, take the baby for just a little bit of time before I lose my crap and I'm going to go in the other room and uh, use NuCalm. That's, that's I'm mother of the year right here. Yes. <laughs> uh, NuCalm helps by, in, it interrupts acute stress at its source and it brings you into calming brain, brainwave patterns that are associated with relax relaxation, I can't speak, greater awareness and intuition. It provides a calming sensation. It's like top-notch, top-of-the-line technology. It's, it's really cool. You have to see it to believe it, but it really does work. It's clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, and boost your recovery without drugs and side effects uh, using cutting-edge neuroscience. It's three non-invasive and non-pharmaceutical items that you use. They're all included in the monthly subscription. It costs less than a daily cup of coffee, by the way. Uh, so if you're going to Starbucks and you think that's going to help you, no, no, no. Try Newcom instead for uh, less money. You can go to uh, newcom.com. I'm sorry, whynewcom.com. You can get 50% off of your 30-day subscription, and you have a money-back guarantee along with that. You've got nothing to lose with the money-back guarantee. Trust me, you're going to need it for the beginning of 2021, all right? Ynucalm, that's N-U-C-A-L-M.com, Ynucalm.com. Back in a minute. Before we move on to uh, Andrew Cuomo, which I know Stu is really, really excited about, uh, we're talking about the media's love for Biden and just fawning all over him. Here's the uh, the Jacobin cover, which is just that's it's gorgeous. It's Joe Biden topless, which you really don't want to see. And uh, who all is this? It's Obama, Mm -hmm. Pelosi, Clinton. Mm -hmm. Everyone's kneeling. Uh, it's just, it's very, I mean, he's basically Jesus, really. That's when how you, he's being presented there, yeah. Yeah, it's he's Jesus. It's not a, like, Democrat publication. It's a Democratic Socialist publication. And that's how they're portraying They him. And they're this excited. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I can't remember which, which, it was Thank God else. some of those people are in masks, because yeah, I, I was offended <laughs> that some of them were maskless. It must not be on federal property. They'd all be on masks. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there was, there's some, some mainstream publication was talking about this other, uh, the other day, and talking about how, uh, Biden is taking a path far to the left of both Clinton and Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a moderate, not, not a moderate in any way. Yeah. And people keep getting caught on that because he was moderate compared to Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And by some measures, he's not, by the way. Well, but the media um, did run cover for him as well, yeah. trying to make oh, him yeah. sound like a moderate. Remember when they mm-hmm. made the, I mean, there were there were people on Fox News saying Kamala was. She's so moderate. So she's moderate, not. Yeah, she's, she's not a radical. Centrist. She's yeah. a centrist. No, she's not. Uh, <laughs> she's one of the most liberal people in the entire Senate. And look, you know, Biden, I think, does bounce around a little bit. He is more of the Clinton mold in that he will go where 
the tide is a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Like he's not like a, a Bernie Sanders who's a socialist in 1985 when it's like the craziest thing in the world. But how much mm-hmm. control does Biden actually have in the Biden administration? You know, it's a, that's an interesting one. I don't know. You know, I mean, he is because I can definitely see how he is. He can be influenced by people around him. On the other hand, too, he this guy's been running for president from since 1988. <laughs> he's wanted this to happen for a very long time and has a very clear vision as to at least had a very clear vision as to what uh, he wanted to do with this time. Uh, now, can he, does he have any clear visions at this point? I don't know. I, I don't mean, think I, so. It's a very cloudy brain to have clear visions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I do think that I, I don't think he's a part of this. Like, I, I think he wants his control. He wants to do it his way. Uh, it's just a matter of whether he gets rolled over when things start don't work so well. Yeah. I mean, there's been somebody by his side the whole time who's been watching and uh, noticing all of his gaffes, all of his cognitive problems, and that's Jill Biden. And I, th- I think she's been pushing him the whole time. Let's let's get into the office of the presidency, and I think she wants a lot of input in there. But she's going to have to battle it out with Kamala, yeah, because I think the two of them are power hungry. And Pat just uh, it's Doctor Jill Biden. Doctor Jill, <laughs> Doctor Jill Biden. Thank that you. Was, that was offensive. Stoof. I was very. I, I didn't yeah. want to call you out on the air, but I felt I had to. I uh, can't stand her. <laughs> and uh, you can't. You can't I, stand I think Dr. she's despicable. Doctor Jill Biden mm. is despicable because being a doctor, she knows that guy is not long for the job. She knows. Oh, she a, knows what's going on with him. She, she knows. Med- yeah, she's medical a doctor. doctor. Cognitive <laughs> problems there. She's yeah. seen it all along, yeah. and she acts as the in fact, wouldn't even entertain when she was actually asked by somebody. I think it was Jake Tapper who asked her, and she shut him down immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go there. Oh, okay, you're not going to go oh, there? Okay. No. Oh, that's fine. oh, okay. All right, we won't go there. Then. <laughs> I'm sorry that we asked. All right. that's our, sorry, that's Dr. Jill Biden. <laughs> so she's despicable. You, Pat does bring up a really good point, is how, how much is Dr. Jill Biden really like pulling those strings. Well, we do, but there's a history here behind yeah. this, right? Woodrow Wilson had his wife basically mm-hmm. running the country uh, for two years. For two years, when he had a stroke, this is not unforeseen. Although I will say, you know, people forget, remember some history and forget others. You know, Woodrow Wilson had basically his wife doing this in a very similar situation as to what we imagine this Joe Biden thing could get to. Also, they keep saying, uh, you know, uh, what's her face? Uh, Kamala Harris is the first person of color to ever be vice president. It's not true. We had a Native American vice president in 1929 to 1933. Uh, and they keep they keep mm. giving Kamala this thing, uh, you know, this like this title because they want it so badly. It's not even accurate. Uh, she's actually the second person of color to be uh, vice president of the United States. Well, um, I also find it really sad that, you know, I don't want to, I hope nothing horrible happens to Joe Biden, but I don't personally think he will last long as president, which then means we're going to have the first female president, but who wasn't elected to the spot. Like, it just feels like a really huge jip to get that title Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not like no one voted you in as that, right? Like no one voted for this. I feel like you get to hold that title. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. I, you know, I think too. Mm she's kind of screwing a bunch of different groups here. She keeps getting first woman, yeah. first uh, person of color, first uh, Asian American, yeah. first Indian American, first Pacific Islander. She's knocking out all these groups. Yeah. Like at some point there's going to be some guy who's like born in the Pacific Islands. Like becomes president. <laughs> He's going to be like, I'm the second. She, what was she? 3% Pacific Islander. And I, I lose know. this title. Like you get to take a 23andMe test and you get to fit all of those boxes now yeah. whenever you become president. It's unfair. Yeah. Uh, she's one 1,000th like, uh, 
Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth. whatever that was. One one thousand twenty fourth, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's, that won't be fair. No, no. It, won't it won't be, be fair. fair. It won't be fair. I mean, I don't know. I think. I think. I mean, give her uh, what woman? I'll yeah. give her woman. Yep. And I'll give her black. Unless she the identifies as something woman. else. Woman. Yeah. Right. Now she no. says she's white. We have to take that away. Uh, but well, she could do it anytime. We don't know. Um, I do think, though, with the Biden thing, I think they'll they'll do this for as long as it works. If Biden can stay mm-hmm. up there and it's not obvious he's having real cognitive decline any more than it is I now. Mean, yeah. But more than that, whether it's working, are they passing things? Are they getting things through? Is he popular? Right. If those things yeah. hold together, I don't think there's any reason to, to shun him out of there. He's passing really progressive, crazy things. It's only, I think, if he gets down to he's at 32% approval rating and things are falling apart and it looks like he might lose, then all of a sudden the health problems will show up whether they're there or not. Yeah. All right. We've got uh, more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, We've got some great news to share about Patriot Mobile. They just expanded their coverage dramatically. It's going to make it even easier for more Americans to dump the big name carriers who are, first of all, charging way too much money. And then they're taking that money, your hard-earned money, and they're donating it to leftist causes. Patriot Mobile will not do that. They never send a penny to the left. They will never silence you. And they are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And it's 2021. Now you can switch with confidence. They use the same network as the larger providers, but you're going to save money because they charge less. You can switch. You can keep your own phone number. You can bring your own phone. Or if you need a new phone, you can also buy a new one with them. But again, it's very easy. They've made it such a seamless transaction whenever you switch carriers. So don't be afraid of that. You can build your own bundle with multi-line discounts and save even more. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash news, or you can call their customer service if you still use phones for their original intended uh, reason. It's 972-PATRIOT. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. If you are a veteran or a first responder, you will save even more. You got to go there now, guys. Patriotmobile.com. Offer code news. You will get free premier activation. Patriotmobile.com slash news. New York Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, he has told his state, you guys, well, remember, he said last week, he said, oh, you know what? It's crazy. I think it's time to open up. All right, because our economy cannot survive this. Now he's saying uh, the decimated job market in the state will not recover from COVID-19 until 2025. So don't expect anything uh, more than that. Uh, You got to hope that this is like a uh, under promise over deliver. But with Andrew Cuomo, I don't think that that's the case. Um, Stu, I have a feeling that you might (laughs) have just a little bit to say. I think it's actually the reverse of the case. The reverse of the case. It's it's actually optimistic to say that what this state has been put through under this guy's leadership is going to recover by 2025. I don't believe it's true. I mean, think about what New York is. We used to work there like they're giant towers Mm -hmm. where people send all their employees to go work in a centralized area. There's no reason to do this. They've been running these companies without these people in these buildings for a year. When these leases expire, they're not going to be sending them back. Why are you going to spend all that money? Um, You could just have a little chunk of an office for people to come and meet every once in a while. There's a million ways to get around this. The commercial real estate market there is crazy. I mean, and there's I no place more expensive. No, it's already crazy. So now it's coming back down, quote unquote, to earth. And eventually some people will start moving in. But they're not going to be people 
uh, you know, they're going to be like people as the prices come down, things change. The, the, the expensive restaurants turn into less expensive restaurants. The rich people don't want to come back there. Why would I? I can go to Miami mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, uh, you know, other cities like secondary cities that aren't as, you know, aren't New York um, and pay a lot less for much more. Um, and, you know, look, he's he's. This is a, you know largely his fault, not entirely, but largely his fault, and he's now done a terrible job in solving it on the back end. He's literally done the wrong thing at every step <laughs> of the way. He was not restrictive enough at the beginning, but he was way too restrictive when nothing was going on. Then he brought he brought his book out, uh, and the, and all the cases went up uh, through the roof. And now he's he's wanting to open again. He's like on the wrong side of this every single time. Like, I don't think he understands this at all, and he's done a terrible job, obviously, with the nursing home and now the vaccines. He's been a a leader of the disaster there. Uh, Bottom line is AndrewCuomoWasAwful.com. And uh, that's what people need to know. AndrewCuomoWasAwful.com. Pat, if only someone would have known that this kind of economic (laughs) devastation would have occurred. Right? There's no way to know, though. You couldn't foresee that. That when you shut down, no. Who would know that when you close every (laughs) restaurant and every bar and every building in New York City... The economy would go south. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible. It's not, I didn't not, see I mean, that coming. Certainly the governor wouldn't Did know not, that. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> what is he, an <laughs> economist? No. Please. Like, it's, it's just you're, you're flipping a coin. Is, is, is the economy going to destroy itself or is it going to explode to new heights? Who knew? It could have been either one of them. And, he <laughs> and, got and we were all shocked it didn't explode it. to new heights. I know. All of us. I know. Yeah. Do you think people like that, uh, Cuomo and de Blasio, like, do they, do they get to stay in office? Because you've got, I mean, obviously they are heavily democratic mm-hmm. places, but I mean, you're affecting the people who are voting for you. Is that the point in time where people go, oh gosh, this is really stupid. Why do we keep electing these people? I think de Blasio is term limited, so he is probably he? Okay. will be leaving eventually. But I mean, de Blasio is a great example of this. I mean, he's the least, po- I mean, everyone I know, liberal, conservative alike in New York City, hates Bill de Blasio. So how does Yet he- they still won. He still <laughs> won he and won easily. Elected, right? Right? Mm. Like, it's so far that way. I think Andrew Cuomo's, I mean, look, Andrew Cuomo's um, uh, has, you know, kept his approval rating pretty high through this somehow. It was 80% um, at, at one point. point. Of course, yeah. he does have the media running cover for him. Oh, yeah. Sure. Fawning but all over This him. is a guy who's lost multiple public disputes to Bill de Blasio, which is almost impossible. <laughs> Everyone hates the guy and he keeps losing, falling flat on his face against de Blasio over and over and over again. I mean, de Blasio is the one out there like, we got to open these schools. Like, <laughs> like he's the sensible one. The guy's a, basically a communist and he's the sensible one. Uh, that's how bad that is. And it's going it, to it's not going to turn around. I mean, what you know, you know what the left's answer to these problems are. They're going to raise taxes. Yeah. They're going to target rich people. And all those people are going to move to other places. I think are, they are, already, they are, yeah, they already are. We already know tons of people who have yeah. moved out of there. And why would you go back? I mean, there is a there's always been a push and pull with New York City where you realize that a lot of it is really annoying. It's really expensive. It's hard to do basic things. It's cold. You can't get across the city when it starts raining. You're just outside in the rain. There's nothing you can do. You go down to the subways. You're getting crawled over by rats. There's cockroaches <laughs> in like fancy places. It's not a good experience when it comes to living there. On the other hand, super exciting place. It to is live. a super exciting place yeah. to live. You know, great culture, great mm-hmm. restaurants. But all those things are gone right now yeah. yeah so why would you go back yeah all right uh we got to take a break back in a minute i say just visit yes i'm you good visit there for a weekend it's fantastic and then you come home
page. Don't forget, uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the audio podcast, go to wherever you get your audio podcast. There's like a billion platforms now. Uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you go get it. Subscribe, rate, and review. You may see your review read on air. Uh, today we have a review from Lizzie, who apparently is from Iowa. She says, Sarah, as a truck driver, the news and why it matters is a very important part of my day. I enjoy all of your guests as you have your roundtable discussions. Keep up the good work and keep us all informed on the news and why it should matter to us. Thanks, Laura Kelly. Thank you, Laura. And uh, that Bill guy says, what can I say about the news and why it matters that hasn't already been said about the wheel, penicillin, and bread divided into convenient squares? <laughs> this show is one of the greatest things on the planet that isn't Chuck Norris, which honestly <laughs> is a great compliment. <laughs> Words cannot express how much my life improved after ingesting this content and experiencing the total cleansing, the liberal fecal from my mind colon. That was a little, uh, that was a little. A little graphic for me, yeah. a, but I still appreciate the effort. Uh, also, mm -hmm. I'm abducted by a Aliens far less often since I started listening to the show. <laughs> oh, Five stars. Mm -hmm. I mean, we it's a kind of a deal that we made with the aliens. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, for those of you who haven't done this and want to get abducted less. I almost never get abducted since appearing on the show. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. It almost never happens. Wow. Yeah. I was abducted, abducted three times last week alone. Oh. But that's down from what? Eight. But it is down from eight <laughs> or 12 mm -hmm. some weeks. So yeah. make sure you go get your, uh, get your podcast reviews in. You, too, can finish being a Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.